On tonight's post-TLC episode of The Masked Man Show, I think we just witnessed a murder, and we gotta get to the bottom of it. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. First battle season one champion, Mike Long. The king of sad stop. The silver lake heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your real WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Gufaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening, you're listening to this. You're listening to. You are listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. I can remember where I was when I saw the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park for the first time, I can remember that feeling. I can remember when E.T., when the bike flew in E.T. I remember uh, Term- uh, Terminator 2 yes. and that whole thing. <laughs> but, uh, the, the bullet time in the Matrix, the first oh, time yes. you saw the that and you were dip, like, whatever. The in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, but add to that list. <laughs> the moment when WWE made me believe that a supernatural clown was set on fire. <laughs> Uh, oh, this is the mass man show and uh, i'm just gonna go right to kaz what did you think Dave, Dave, as we're waiting for this zoom i'm having legitimate headaches from laughing so hard like not even like not even like a disrespectful what are you doing laugh but like yo god bless pro wrestling yo god bless pro wrestling that was the whole time, like, what makes it so much funnier? What makes it so much greater is I'm reading my timeline, right? I'm reading my timeline throughout this match because first, my first, my first thing that made my inclination go off, I'm like, hmm, Roma's not closing the show. That's strange. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't know if they want to do that. And then as I'm watching the match and the flames come up, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, and I tweeted this. And, and I quote, at 9.51 p.m. Eastern Time, damn, they got my bloodlust too high. Now this match will be a letdown unless someone gets actually murdered. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> and Lord, did they pull oh, through. Holy I, there's, crap. There's so many things that I love about that ending and that match because you could have gave me the fiend on fire 
running into an extra crispy RKO, and I would have been so sports entertained. Mm-hmm. I would have been satisfied as fuck. I've been like, listen, that I read and I tweeted it out. I'm like, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, curb stop RKO, and yeah. uh, Matt Seidel, uh. shooting stop <laughs> press RKO. There is a new leader amongst the field. When my man ran in, <laughs> burning to a crisp and got RKO'd. Oh my and that would have been good. That would have been that would have been the memeable moment of the night, and I would have been satisfied. And Randy Orton in WWE said, You just wait. <laughs> I remember sitting here wait. with you uh well, a couple weeks ago when they did that cool like r- angle at the at the uh, literal angle at the end of a uh, episode of Raw where they had uh, Bray Wyatt turn into uh, the fiend, the yeah. fiend. Then I was like, "Cool. Well, that just maybe that just means that's the beginning of things to come." Mm-hmm. Um, we should have seen this coming. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I, I, about halfway through the show, when when they started announcing, you know, when the, yeah, when the, when the show started with McIntyre Styles, I was like, "Okay, okay, uh, you know, Roman's going to end the show." And then, mm-hmm. and it, it makes sense to split up the two big TLC matches, the bookends, either with Hell in a Cell sometimes, you know, and, right. Right, and and we'll get the fiend in the middle. I was like, no. And then when 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 they announced the Roman match and they started running the package for that, I was like, geez, what's? And I was I got real tired because I mm-hmm. was like, there's no way. It's we just tweet, gonna- you tweeted it. You were like, as soon as I seen that this match was ending the yeah. show, I got immediately tired, and I I, t- I was I, like, Yo, for the record, I, te- I texted that to you. I don't actually tweet ever. Oh, so, so uh, texted the, my uh, fault. Sorry. The, yeah, no, yeah. but no, no, but I but I did. I was I was. It was just like, come on, man, because <laughs> because it's one of those feuds. That WWE clearly thought meant more than I think they had made it mean to us, right, you know. Right. And, and I was like, okay, are we just? Is this the big blow off? And they're going to make it seem like a big deal? Okay. Well, I couldn't have been more wrong about not being excited for it. This was yeah. the most. I mean, win, lose, or draw. This was the the craziest thing that could have possibly happened. I mean, so is this is this the first is this the first worked murder? Since, no, 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 no. Since Vince McMahon oh. blew up in the limo. <laughs> uh, when did when was Paul Bearer encased in in cement? Because that okay. I mean, Paul, I think that was before that. I think oh, that yeah. was before You're right. the yeah. exploding limo. Paul Bearer was legit. I mean, there there's like <laughs> no getting around the fact that he was murdered. There even right. if even like the thing where like oh they saved him from suffocation after a few seconds like that doesn't work with Paul Bearer uh, or cement. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I mean. It's like the cement kind of nullifies. What was the uh, this this probably is the this has to be the last one since the Vince explosion because they haven't been dealing in murders since Benoit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since he since he shall not be named got shoot murdered and Walt shoot murdered himself and the family. That was uh I think the last time they really touched anything like that. But I mean, it is it's only professional wrestling can give you that sort of zaniness. <laughs> and zaniness is the correct word to use here because that was zany. Uh huh. And well, expect you to see this guy take a pinfall loss yes. in about a month. <laughs> or, I mean, like, there were there was a lot. I mean, you said that we talked about when you maybe we should have been able to see it coming. There are definitely points where I was just like making notes. You know, like okay, the fiend still has his leather jacket on. We know this is going to come into. Play. And then at some point, I. Or at some point, at the end of the match, I was just like, fuck the notes, man. Like, the right. notes were like <laughs> confetti that I was throwing while I was doing a dance around my apartment. But I do want to get a little bit in the weeds, a little bit 
wrestling nerdy for one second. Uh, all right, let's let's. And let's I just want to ask you this, and everybody knows you used to write for WWE a little bit. Like you, you know, like you're you're a great wrestling mind. Right. Thank you. Appreciate. At that. the end of this show, are we to believe that the fiend is dead? <laughs> um, in, in kayfabe, in kayfabe, is the fiend dead? In kayfabe. I would assume that the feed if if I'm if I'm helping writing this show, I totally assume that the fiend is dead, and now we get super duper supernatural, right? Like mm-hmm. where the fiend is dead but still affecting Randy Orton, right? Like there's no way they could move. Like he can't just pop up on Raw next week or tomorrow. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, but if they address the fact that this dude is no longer amongst us uh and he does come back but he's really not a lot i don't know could they zombie zombie him like well, does he come back like zombie does he come back like burnt to a crisp like on some cane shit like i i don't know where do you go where do you go but like it's not gonna okay so if you had to place a bet okay would you say that the show opens tomorrow night monday night raw opens Let's just get to get for the sake of argument. The show opens right. with Tom Phillips in a solemn voice, giving it, <laughs> giving an update on what happened. Is he yeah. is his pitch going to be the human being Bray Wyatt, who is a professional wrestler that we employ, <laughs> is in the hospital recovering, or is he going to say? Uh, we don't know. It's a, it, we don't know what happened. It's a mystery. Uh, like we we can we, we I guess we wish the, the fiend the best, <laughs> but and then I mean, is it is it going to be like we're treating we're taking <laughs> no? Are we taking are we taking this seriously as a performer was set on fire, or are we all just going to be like this is you know page thirty in the book of magic? All right, so this is me thinking with like an actual brain here, right? If there's a dude lit on fire and you let one of your superstars like hit hit their signature pose after you light him on fire. I gotta see what happens after that, right? So if I'm WWE, my saving grace here is after cameras went off the air, we sent, you know, uh, fire staff and medical staff to go and save the fiend or whatever. And then like they show them like blowing dude with a bunch of uh, fire extinguishers and smoke and gas or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once the fire extinguisher, the stuff, you know, leaves or dissipates, oh my God, the fiend is gone. Where did he go? Right. That's your only save here. Anything else besides Tom Phillips solemnly acknowledging that we all witnessed uh, a murder <laughs> in the middle of the ring yesterday just kind of like really cheapens what is a legitimate Holy shit, where were you when that happened wrestling moment that doesn't happen that often in WWE? I'm not talking about matches. I'm not talking about great heel turns. But, like, where were you when they legit lit a dude on fire and killed him in the middle of (laughs) got you, You got to run with this. Like, you got to stretch this out as far as possible. You see, this is why I hate the internet, right? Because if this is the mid-90s, Back like they would have they would they would have had like people call like the local fire fire departments and like shoot <laughs> using that of like oh my god like when when uh man when the NWO first came to WCW 
They had people in like Georgia oh, like yeah. calling the police. Oh, yeah. Like, oh my God, there's a ruckus here and there's police and yada, yada, yada. So like, you, you, you really gotta, you can't act like <laughs> just because he's a supernatural being, that's not a dude that you know under a mask. So you gotta somewhat acknowledge that this is a tragic thing that happened last night. But yeah, murder. More <laughs> murder a, in wrestling. It's gonna right? be a fine line. They gotta walk a fine line. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, let's, <laughs> should we set aside the fact that he was clearly setting, I mean, what appeared to be the scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz on fire at the end of that? Uh, and, yeah, I mean, you know, I thought, I was like, wow, flesh burns super quick. Oh, okay, here we go. Here is, here's an updated tweet. Um, oh, no. as it's happening, WWE, at WWE Bray Wyatt, it says, tweeted one minute ago, thank you, with the picture of a larva or a maggot, or something like this. Okay, on, so we're going gimmick here. I guess, yeah, I mean, yeah, he tweeted. I mean, but, so, I I don't know. It, maybe the Fiend character is gone. Maybe he's bringing some other character. I don't know. I don't know. I it's, just think, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it's, <laughs> listen, it's really cool. I guess we shouldn't get into, we, we shouldn't worry about it too much. Let's not, let's, let's not be those guys. Tonight, for Dave, just for tonight only. Just for tonight, we let's will be. not be those guys. <laughs> let's just, I just, let's I'm actually, just, I'm I'm rewatching it right now as we're talking. I really <laughs> want to see the. I really want to. There we go. Okay, yeah. I think to me the thing is that the fake Bray Wyatt doesn't look a lot like Bray Wyatt. Like it's kind of the the, the proportions are off. They could have well, done see, a little okay, bit better. When he took the RKO. I'm like, okay, you could totally just draw this dude's tattoos on your chest. But when you look at it real fast, I'm like, wow, okay. They that was a slick thing that they did, and I would have been good. I would have been good with that. But, you know, once, you know, I don't know how flesh burns, but I don't think Bray Wyatt goes from 290 to 110 <laughs> that quick. I know that was a, a scarecrow or something like that, but. Yeah, man. they could have done a little bit better with the dummy, which leads me to believe maybe they didn't have this idea going for that long. <laughs> but, okay, let's let's just, okay, put it aside. Uh, this is, Wow. We are going to be talking about the time Randy Orton set the fiend mm. on fire for some time. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, this is a big moment. This is really big. There are all these rumors this week that, well, I mean, all these kind of thinly sourced rumors all going back to some non-existent place. But still, there are plenty of rumors this week that Vince was sort of fed up and wants to shake things up to on Raw and blah, blah, blah. I don't know, man. I mean, if this was part, this might have been the plans for a long time, but... Maybe. I mean, Maybe. The, fiend was, the Fiend was one of the top guys, not top guys, but like he was at the top of the card for much of this year. And if there's, I mean, there's always going to be rumors. There's always going to be BS here and there. But if there's truth what? to those rumors about like, you know, he wants to shake things up. Maybe he looked at that character and being like, okay, this is cool for you. But like, this really isn't doing anything for my bottom line or my company. Yeah. And we're, we're going down I was south, about to say so. the same thing. Let's There's just a real, toss this in the garbage. Or, or listen, you can get a lot. You don't have to. You don't even have to zoom out that much. You can just be like, "Well, we have this guy penciled in for a big baby face push, and nobody's buying him as a baby face. Like, right. he, like ki kids are still running away from him. Maybe we could just, you know, tweak this character just a bit so he's not so freaking intimidating. Uh, so you know, maybe he'll come back in a more friendly form. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, uh, Randy Orton, Randy Orton, uh, in kayfabe is now a murderer. Now, listen, yeah, in kayfabe, yeah. Randy Orton has never been, is not an angel. Uh, 
He, you know, kicks old folks in the head a lot. You this know, I mean, true. he's he's he breaks he's, into people's houses as well. Yeah, right. he's done he's done a lot. He's done a lot of bad stuff in his day. Yeah. Um, and that's just in kayfabe. And listen, it, <laughs> but murder is taking it to a whole new level now. I guess operating again, operating in kayfabe, you can you can give someone a little bit of slack when they think they're taking on a supernatural force. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean. I remember as a kid watching Hulk Hogan take on some of these guys and being like, "Why are you wrestling them?" Right? I mean, it's like right. if they, you got the you got the the Dungeon of Doom coming after you. Why don't you just like take a gun? Like I'm yeah, not quite sure. Like, yeah, like these guys tried to kill you. Like right when the NWO ran over the Rock in a truck, I'm like, "Why didn't you not come back with the heat?" Like I think the only person who did that was Brian Pillman. And yeah. everybody was looking at Brian Pillman like, oh, my God, he's a loose cannon. I'm like, no, this dude tried to murder, <laughs> try to paralyze him. Like, do you not know how the world works? Like, I can't, he can't walk. And he's in his house. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Pillman was not a bad guy there. <laughs> like, he, was, he was literally just trying to protect himself. The dude's on one leg. Austin's been terrorizing him. And now he's breaking into his house. At what point, what do you, when do you get the strap? All right, like you can't just fight. Like you got to be a sick man to to you know somebody tries to murder you and like you know what it'll do? What it'll really teach him a lesson? A leg drop. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> you know? what? Okay, but what do you? Okay, so do you, again? I'm, I don't know why I'm belaboring this kayfabe issue. If they <laughs> call, if they we just saw a guy get murdered. What are we doing? If here? they called you tonight, <laughs> if they if if they if Bruce Pritchard called you tonight and he was just like Kaz, I just need just. I, I'm, we, we can't. We need. We need you to to break the tie. Okay. Yes or no? Do we have Randy Orton kayfabe suspended from WWE for his actions last night? You gotta. You gotta play it. Like I think the more you play it up, the better it is. Like you can't. Like who's gonna press charge? Like Adam Pierce has to come up to be like, all right, Randy Orton, you're gonna. We know the Fiend's not a real person, and nobody really. <laughs> You know, is gonna claim him as missing, but like all I eight would, million of us I, I watched you murder him. Yeah, <laughs> so we gotta kind of bring you in, bro. The block is kind of hot for you right now, Randy. I yeah, think exactly. You need to <laughs> it, it should be like an NCAA thing where they're just like, we have to punish you because if we don't, we're afraid Congress is gonna get involved and it's gonna be a whole thing. Yeah. So like, we gotta look like we're tough. You gotta um, lay low for a bit, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think I would suspend Randy. That's just like I think least, that's a suspendable offense. Like, I mean, I think I so know. too. I think so too. I would love if this if this thing played out in court over the next six months. I would watch every episode. <laughs> just have some lawyer in there, just like oh, it can be argued that with the flame. I mean, uh, Mr. Orton didn't start the I mean, fire. That, that could have been everybody out there. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the thing. The um, man, the, I don't know. He's not even a real person. So technically, he doesn't have any human rights. So going to the, I don't know. I don't that know. would be fantastic. I'm in. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold slurpy drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven and your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small slurpy drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that I'm going to be going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now, how about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, participating U.S. stores, see app for full terms, all rights reserved. All right, before, we got to talk about the rest of the card because- Do the, we? Well, do we for, five, to, for five what seconds. What do we talk about? What is there left to say? Here's you what I want to say. murder. It is, it is. You watched the murder. I do want, I, I just feel like it. we would be remiss right. if we didn't mention that there were other matches on this card because there were some really good ones. Damn uh, good matches too. Um, I didn't even know there was a pre-show match. Way to go, Big E, Daniel Bryan, Chad Gable, and Otis for defeating King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Nakamura. Yes, yeah, so the, the the big news coming out of that match is Big E pinned Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn talks some smack to him backstage. And now this Friday on SmackDown, Big E will take on Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship. I will be sad and happy no matter what happens in that match. I mean, if there's a, if there's a new champ or potential, I mean, I love oh, both yeah. those guys I mean, so I much. could I could smell I could smell Sami trying to outsmart and do something uh, quite underhanded to hold on to the title. I feel like this is going to be something that 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 the start of a long program with Sami well, and uh, Big E. And you've convinced me. I think you said this this earlier this week or last week, but maybe it was before. But talking about WWE always tells you what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And you talked about how Big E was like backstage. He was always present, even when he wasn't present. Well, he was present on those video packages tonight yep. in the, in the, during the pay per view. He was, he was, he was a big part of the show for not being part of the main show. So mm-hmm. you know that's great. Okay, let's run through this real quick. Uh, I mean, I mean, real, real quick. Drew McIntyre beat AJ Styles. The big thing here was that. Well, I mean, we kind of saved Drew versus AJ. They managed to sort of like like put that on ice for the future if they want to mm-hmm. have that match on a bigger stage or whatever, like it's available or just next month. Mm-hmm. But, but but the big the big note was that the Miz cashed in when, when I, you know, at a rather inopportune, maybe not the wisest time for the cash in, although I can imagine sitting back there in your tights getting really like amped up and you got it, you just <laughs> ready to go. But, but AJ was down, well, uh, Drew was climbing the ladder 
Yeah. Uh, the Miz comes in, cashes in with the help of John Morrison, power bombs uh, uh, Drew, but doesn't end up. It just kind of ends up becoming part of the match. Big Schmiz Schmaz, yeah. So the so the I mean, yeah, there's the complaint. Was it you or John who was complaining about the about the 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 mechanics of the the the, the briefcase? That was me. My my complaint was just the fact that it's like the Miz lost it, or the Miz took the briefcase from Otis just to what lose this in a in a lot triple threat match that meant nothing mm-hmm. about like the briefcase literally means well, nothing. It, well here's my thing here's my thing one i could understand if they did that because money in the bank need a law of averages it shouldn't be such an automatic dub now right secondly um the miz has a good lawyer so, like, he could argue in court. He could bring it back to court and be like, hey, listen, you know, technically, as a ladder match, nobody was pinned, nobody was submitted. So, like, I wasn't pinned or submitted, so I shouldn't have to give up the briefcase or whatever. So I could see them going back to that well, possibly. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and listen, I think for practical purposes, it doesn't actually matter a ton because, I mean, The Miz is going to get his title match. Like, The Miz, oh, yeah. like, like the 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 odds of the Miz main eventing a pay per view did not go up or down based on what happened tonight, right? right I mean, it was right, it right. was either it was either in the cards form or not. You know, I mean, it's like it's fine. But uh, and listen, I I do think that the the trajectory of the briefcase in this instance is, is intriguing in the sense that like it shows. I mean, you didn't need to see tonight to realize that like the Otis thing was sort of a flash in the pan that you could chart mm-hmm. really week by week uh, mm-hmm. in, in in terms of what the office thought of it. Um, and I think that the Miz taking it away was just putting it in sure hands. This was my my only logistical complaint was if you have if you if you have the brief if you have the brief on what's happening tonight, you know the Miz is going to cash in to excite the I guess just to hype it up. And you know, and, and to sort of make it a, you know, whatever. You, you can, like I said, distract maybe a little bit from AJ Drew so that you can save that match. Mm. But if you knew that you were going to do it and you knew it was going to be a failure, you you knew that Drew was going to cash in, I think I just would have done a little bit more with The Miz in the match. I maybe yeah. would have had him come in earlier, maybe have the match go longer, give him a few more big, big spots so that it didn't feel like... I thought, here's it. okay, there's the, the, on the one hand, you could do the thing where... He cashed in, but then he got speared and pinned immediately. You know, we've seen the pat, whatever. It's like it was the the fail, like the 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 epic fail cash in. That's one right, thing. Right. And the other thing is the like the real I'm entering the match and I'm a badass now cash in, but I lose anyway, right? Mm. And they managed to go right in between where it's like there's I don't feel like the Miz really gained anything from tonight in the eyes of the fans. Yeah, he was, he was he just kind of there. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 still nice to kind of like have Miz be this threat. And I don't know why they they took it away so quickly. Um, if that's where they go. I mean, like, it, it just seems weird, man. Like, the Miz seems like such a shorthand right now. And if there's anybody who I can, on the Raw roster, that I can, I can absolutely see, uh, you know, giving Drew another thing to chase before WrestleMania, that would be the Miz or like a, a world a champion like the Miz. You know what I'm saying? Like he seems like it, it would make sense. It's, it, of, of now of all times, it makes all the sense in the world to make him, you know, a world champion. But I mean, as much as it doesn't do anything for the Miz, I'm still glad it didn't come at the expense of Drew because I think Drew's having like a really, really like understatedly great WWE title reign. Agreed. Like he's definitely, you know, he's on, he's on. 
he's on a really good roll and he has been all year. And it really, really sucks for him that he's not really getting this over in front of live crowds. Cause I feel like it would really translate just how well he, he does, man. Like he's just, he's even, there's like little things that he does that, you know, I think there was a point in the ladder match where like he's grabbing his knee and like he's leaning over to grab the ladder and like he stumbles in the way. I'm just like, damn, that's some good baby face shit. Like that's some good, like just little things like that. And I'm just like, man, like if there was a crowd right now, they would be going nuts for this dude. Mm -hmm. They'd be going nuts for this dude. So as much as I think, uh, you know, the Miz cash-in was kind of a wasted opportunity, I'm glad it didn't come at Drew's expense because Drew's been kicking ass all year. Nah, he's, I mean, he's absolutely fantastic. I, yeah. With the Miz, he, I, 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 liked, I liked the Miz in the match. I liked seeing him in that ring for the limited time he was there. I liked the idea of him being at the top of the card. Uh, I would like to see him engage before he gets to Drew. I would like to see him in a feud of some significance with well, I really hate to be this guy with like a work rate guy. I would love to see the Miz and AJ spend a spend a month working each other, or the Miz and I mean, maybe one of the younger guys too, like the Miz Keith Lee or Miz Riddle, or you know, went like something like the, I just want to see the Miz. I just want to see the Miz work for some like indie cred for a minute and then All go right. up because I think in, Drew. I mean, this is just a, it's it's a stylistic thing. Drew is, I think, like the I've said this before. Drew and like Rollins are like the epitomes of what like a WWE style performer is right now. And mm-hmm. the Miz is a little bit still of what a WWE style performer was ten years ago. And I and I and he's great in the ring. I don't have to take anything away from him, but I want to see him scrap a little bit. I want to see him like add a couple little 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 pieces to his move set because character wise, presence wise, he's all there. Um, but anyway, love the Miz. Glad, glad he's glad he's in the picture. Weird use of him tonight, but you're right. I'm glad. I'm glad Drew held on to it because he earned every mm-hmm. bit of it. You know what was really cool about tonight, just just in general, is that uh, maybe it's because they're all hitting each other with like ladders and stuff. But mm-hmm. all of the victors seemed incredibly joyous that they won in a way that like it seemed like there was a WrestleMania crowd cheering them on. But yeah. Drew Drew at the end of that match. Look like he was the happiest he's been since he's been champion. So that was really cool. Um, next was Sasha Banks and Carmella. I was excited for this match and it lived up to it. Like I was like that. I was into this match, start mm-hmm. to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not a million things to say about it. Sasha Banks won by submission in a you know. I mean, it was a really interesting setup, but it was one of these like Sasha gets the you know the the bank statement in a new and interesting way every pay per view or every you know big match. So um, kind of. The innovation was what felt a little bit uh, same, samey mm-hmm. about it, but it was a fantastic match. I love Carmella delivered. Sasha always delivers. And yeah, this Sasha, is no Sasha always kind of deli- she always delivers on pay per views. I'm really I- impressed with Carmella. Also, I mean, take nothing away from Sasha. She's one of the greatest to ever do it. Like at this point, I think it's it's you're playing yourself if you're not saying she's one of she's not one of the best wrestlers to ever lace mm-hmm. him up um but you know she goes in there with carmella who's you know not known for putting on like fantastic like matches that people talk about not saying she doesn't have fantastic matches but when I mean, people always talk about these these high profile women's matches like they rarely bring her name up and i'm glad she got this moment to shine because i always felt like she was like severely underrated like she's she's played like five different people since nxt and it every single one of them has worked 
in some way, shape, or form, right? Like she mm-hmm. was she was Enzo and Cass's like hype girl. Yep. She was Princess of Staten Island. She was um the dan- uh dance break for our truth. Yeah. Now she's, you know, this 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 fancy, high class, untouchable character. And um She's making this work too. Like it's it's rare. Like a lot of people can't really pull that off. Like it's it's easy to just say, oh, well, you know, she's good looking. So of course people are gonna watch. But like, nah, man, like we've seen a lot of people kind of like flop when it comes to that. And on top of that, the people that usually pull off that sort of character can't really work. And now you've seen that, you know, a lot of people have seen for the past couple of months that Carmella could really, really go. And she yeah. wasn't just SmackDown champion just because, like, you know, people were over on Raw. Like, she's really talented. So, well, um, she was SmackDown champion uh, kind of because of everybody else is over on Raw. But that's, <laughs> but that, no, no, no. But that's not, I mean, I think that she, if she had not been talented, she probably still would have gotten an opportunity to do that. Right, but she, but she, right. but she is talented and it showed through. And, and, and that's a little bit like what I was talking about earlier in the week. There's like necessity. Is the mother of invention is the old phrase, but necessity necessity is the the mother of like fucking awesomeness and pro wrestling sometimes. Like the reason why we got the things we love the most, almost top to bottom, was because there really wasn't any other option at the moment, right? I mean, and that something like something magical just happens like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's when they get backed into a corner, it's when somebody's hurt, they have to change plans on the fly. Those are the moments that we really end up caring about. Mm-hmm. And um and and it's when a lot of wrestlers get the opportunity to really shine. Um, Carmella earned her spots, and no one no one thought coming into tonight she wasn't like this was a fluke. But I think there was some legitimate question as to whether or not she looked like you know uh, she looked like an equal in the ring to Sasha Banks in a smart marky way, and mm-hmm. she did tonight. I mean, she was great. I mean, it was it was a it was a it was a really really cool match and i'm excited to see them you know move forward with the smackdown women's division after the division in general uh, yeah for real but after the draft it was like well smackdown's got two people or whatever and it was like well now we've got you know four plus you know we've got six or whatever and it's looking really good like i don't Mm -hmm. anyway uh big news in the next match the hurt business cedric alexander and john benjamin uh beat the new day are your new tag team champions we got the little, here's what my favorite, there's so much good stuff happened in this match. I was watching with my wife and I was just like explaining how I love Cedric Alexander for the first mm-hmm. five minutes and thank Cedric, from me to you, thank you for proving me right. Sometimes you like watch him with your loved one and you're just like, oh my God, he does the awesomest move and then somehow mm-hmm. he doesn't do the move the whole match and then he, like, <laughs> he doesn't look that, like I drag my wife in front of the camera, like in, in front of the TV, like the one time Ricochet just gets beat down and doesn't do any right. flips, you know? And you're like, God. Uh, but it was a fantastic match. Everything, all of the action was just incredible. Like they kept, they every, these, these teams pull stuff out of each other that's just like so impressive every time. My favorite thing in the whole match was after the match, the 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 end game is Sheldon's about to go over the pin. He's kind of waiting for uh, was it Kofi to get uh, who who took the I don't even remember who ate the pin. Was it Kofi or Xavier? I think it was Kofi. Yeah, it was. He's waiting for Kofi to get up, and then Cedric tags himself in, goes in there, hits the lumbar check, gets the pin. One, two, three, new champions. Shelton Benjamin is pissed off or is stunned that his partner has done him like this, right? I mean, his, his uh, partner is like stolen this win right out from under him. And But that's not my favorite part. My favorite part is 
Two minutes later, the Hurt Business is at the top of the ramp celebrating and Shelton Benjamin is happy. And I know that at some point, chickens are going to come home to roost or whatever. Like these two guys are going to go at it. There's going to be some little thing. But the fact that they didn't go straight there, the fact that like logic prevailed, this sort sort of stuff happens in real life. And if MVP is as a character is worth his salt and we all believe that he is, then it's really easy to be like, hey, guys, we're all on the same team. We're going out drinking. Let's celebrate. And everybody's mm-hmm. happy. Right. right? It was right. nice. The whole thing it was nice to see them execute an angle on top of an angle and then let it simmer. And I was just so happy to see that. Yeah, it was like, you know what it's like? It's like when you're you got two stars in a basketball team and your point guard and like Russell Westbrook waves off Kevin Durant. Yep. To take a, a, a deep contested three and then makes it. Like, it's a terrible shot, but we won, so I'm happy. Mm-hmm. But I know this is going to come and bite us in the ass, like, later. You know, like, when I leave to go for Golden State. Because I'm going to remember <laughs> those type of things. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, um, it's, it's, I think it was really well done. I think the Hurt Business, again, I, I know we talked about Drew having a hell of a year that's lacking due to a crowd. But, like, I think the Hurt Business would be, like, that. I guess heal by who they wrestle, but they would be so cool to crowds right now. Like, I think they would be like one of the coolest factions. Like if we had a crowd, like people would be like, yeah, I'm booing these guys, but they're kind of cool and they don't take shit from nobody and they just kind of beat people up. And I'm glad that they got some gold. I'm glad they got as much gold as possible right now. Um, it's a good look on them. Well, I mean, it, really what they are, it, I mean, I think the example, I mean, you said it was like a basketball team. It is. It's like, it's they're, they're a, they're a heel basketball team. I don't know if they're yeah. full, I don't know if they're full, you know, LeBron James Miami era heels, but they're, but that that's probably, the, I mean, or if they're more like, you know, Russ Westbrook, Durant, Thunder heels, like towards yeah. the end or whatever. But, I think that the I think that the uh, the big three in Miami is is the right comparison, right? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, just Shel- like, Shelton's Chris Bosh. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like Cedric is is Dwayne Wade. I guess Bobby Lashley is by proxy LeBron, and MVP is Pat Riley. Pat Riley, yeah, yeah. But that, <laughs> like, so that so like, and if and if you all you have to do is pitch stories by saying like this happened one time in a Heat game, and they're going to be better than you know what we normally watch on television. The point mm. is. The Miami Heat, we basketball fans call that like a heel team sometimes or like a yeah. whatever. That was LeBron's bad guy years. Yeah. But they were beloved. I mean, they were like one of the most, probably the most popular team in the world for that run. Right. So it's like, they're, you know, they're, they're a heel. It doesn't really matter if the Hurt Business is a heel or a babyface team. They are a, they are a, they, uh, they are a corporation. They're, they're a cool. franchise. They yeah. are just cool. They are what they are. And man, this is it. I'm, I mean, they got they got all the they got well, not all the gold, but most of the gold. Um, that was a lot of fun. I'm happy to see them win. Um, and maybe the biggest shock of the night. Well, if this is another two tier shock, Charlotte made a surprise comeback to be Oscar's tag team partner. We predicted this on the last show. We talked about it as a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but I lo- I missed my prediction, which was as soon as she walked out. Again, watching with the wife, I was just like. She was just like, wow, this seems like Charlotte and Oscar. This is like my favorite tag team. And I was like, as as, as Charlotte's taking her robe off, I was just like, like she's just, a flair. <laughs> I was just like, no, yeah. No, I was just like, I would just like to point out there are three people in this ring wearing gold. And the only one who's not 
is Asuka, and I'm I'm feeling like she's going to be left out at the end of this. Yeah. Uh, and I and I fantasy booked this amazing thing where Charlotte turns on Asuka, but not just that. She has Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax as her muscle going forward. And I was like, now that's a storyline I would watch. That's what they got to do, and they did none of it. So mm. uh, Asuka and Charlotte Flair are partners. Inevitably, this will end badly. And they're, and they're tag team champions now. We're burying yeah, the Yeah, sorry, they're Everyone's, tag team champs. Yeah. And so uh, if we go full mega powers with this, I'm fine. Like, I, I, and I think there's a lot of, I think honestly, like I can fantasy book this thing to hell, but like putting Asuka on the same level as Charlotte Flair for some extended storyline run is a win. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. I feel like there's been too much of that Charlotte shadow cast over the women's division mm-hmm. because, you know, Asuka was the champ. And anytime you're the champ when a lot of the bigger acts are either injured or not, you know, performing right now, they don't really, like, you know, people always kind of look at you in a different sort of lens. And I'm glad that Charlotte's getting brought into this role because I feel like Asuka's been been doing, you know, some pretty cool stuff uh, during quarantine. And people and fans really got to like embrace her character and like get into her. So now's a great time to really run back a Charlotte and Oscar, you know, storyline where they were, you know, just completely burning down every match. And like, you know, Oscar's got her swag back a little bit, you know, like Charlotte's the one doing the chasing. And, um, yeah, I mean, I would have, I would have liked to see Naomi in that spot. Not going to lie. Well, but, um, you know, it's it's Charlotte Flair, man. She's she's a fucking legend. Like, I don't think I don't that. I mean, I th- I don't know if there'd be anything more fun as a as a ardent fantasy booker than booking the Raw Women's Division over the next couple of months. Now, it's not going to maybe end up being Shakespeare, but like the fact is, you had your world beater team, and they just got beat by the by the world beatiers. World beatiers, yeah. <laughs> but now you have the opportunity to bring Naomi back into that, right? Now you mm-hmm. have. I mean, you have. Lana is still lingering there. You can do, in, you can have you know endless uh, endless fun playing around with Naomi, with with Mandy Rose, with uh, with Nikki Cross. Peyton Royce is still there. Never got her push that we were talking about for a while. Right. Alexa Bliss, you know, if they want to mess around with that, could be like a total a total wild card into that in that division. I mean, I think it would actually be fun if for a while they just like if we establish that the best that 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 Charlotte. And Asuka are the greatest tag team women's tag team that's ever existed. Uh, I mean, they would be the mega powers right now, right? right? Like right. they would so, be Hogan and Savage. So everybody, <laughs> so every other woman on the Raw roster, and maybe even some from SmackDown, should be like like Voltroning together into different tag teams to figure out if anybody has a combination that can beat this two, beat yeah. these two. You know, like maybe yeah. it's not. If Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler can't do it, maybe it's Shayna Baszler and, like, Nikki Cross. Who knows? Like, let's just keep throwing stuff at them. They can have some mm-hmm. fun with it. But anyway, nice to have Charlotte back. It felt like a big thing to get her back. And we're all, you know, everybody... As long as she's not on every show, she's one of the great assets of the whole company. <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens beat the living hell out of each other in a TLC match that was not only better than I could have hoped for, but... So much more meaningful than I expected it to be. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot here, Dave, because I tweeted this and I got a lot of interesting responses. So I was All like, right. I'm gonna ask Dave this. Uh, we'll get to the Roman KO. I mean, you, you get it. It was awesome. Whatever. We know Roman. Uh, I was like, I feel like I'm putting. If I tweeted something along the lines of, if I had a Mount Rushmore for ladder matches, Kevin Owens is on it. I don't know who the rest of the people are in it. 
But Kevin Owens is definitely on my Mount Rushmore of ladder matches. So I've gotten like a combination of Kevin Owens. Well, first off, if you were to make one, if you were to make a Mount Rushmore oh. of ladder match competitors, who would be in them? Who, who, who would you pick? I mean, are we so we're talking about like the ladder wars with El Generico and stuff like that to yes, me. Yes, yes. Uh, and even on top of that, like this match, money in the bank matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, NXT I mean, takeovers, like I saw him. Some... I mean, I saw him in Generico's farewell match. I saw him do the little power, like do the package powerbomb in Generico through like the the ladders that were like stretched out across other ladders yeah. and whatever. And like it, it was a uh, there was a gif of it circulating around this week that it did not do it justice. It was one of the most traumatic things I've ever seen in real life. So yeah, I mean, you know, I would, I would, I don't know who else from the modern era. I, I know there's people that I'm forgetting, mm-hmm. but Jeff Hardy. Has to be on that list. Oh no, yeah, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy's on the list. I mean, Jeff guys Hardy's who are like OG status, but post, like post Hardy. Like so, you put. I so mean, I you, got. I would have. I, do you I got, go Brett on it for like or Sean for like honorary like old yeah, school. Yeah, like I, I would get. I would get Sean in there as like my George Washington. Like yeah. you're the OG. You get in there. You put on the classics, the early classics. Jeff Hardy, obviously. After that, um, Kevin Owens in there. And then here's where it gets tricky, right? Like, do you go Edge? I was about to of say Money in the Banks and you know TLCs and all that type of stuff. He gave his neck for it, basically. Do you go Jericho? Do you go CM Punk for Money in the Bank matches and indie matches and all that stuff? Yeah. Do you go Brett? Do you go like? There's a lot of choice. I feel like the first three to four. I could I could lock in pretty strongly. Yeah, it's that I'm last with you on one. That. that last one that is that is tricky. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Tricky to me. Uh, Eel Shirai, maybe. <laughs> maybe she's maybe she's the one from the current generation. Listen, nobody's gonna ever forget Edge like spearing folks off a off the ladder. I mean, right. like Ed, Edge's got some spots. The young I mean, bucks, maybe. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, I mean, there's probably if, we gotta. Let's let's keep it to WWE for a second. Okay, although we okay. got to go into people's histories. I John Morrison has a weirdly has like a weirdly strong case. Yeah, Kofi uh, Kingston. And what, also. what I, and what I was gonna say is like I'm I think that if we're talking about if if we get into the saber metrics of it, the kayfaber metrics, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that Edge's case is better than Christian's. Like I like Edge is right. a way, Edge is a bigger star. But Christian right. had all these like Christian had a had a bunch of like one on one ladder matches, right? Like he like he had a, he a had ton. some like some some serious ladder matches like outside of like the TLC stuff and like yeah, I actually I actually because of Twitter I pulled up who uh, the stats of who were who have competed in the the most ladder matches. Number one, Jeff Hardy. Number two, right behind him is Christian, and then number three is Matt Hardy. Yeah. Which is which I thought was interesting. I'm like, yeah, like Christian had like a a criminally underrated solo run that included mad high profile ladder matches. So and he was an incredible tag team competitor with the ladder matches too. So it's like, yeah, there's oh yeah. So Christian's first World Heavyweight Championship run was came in a ladder match or win came in a ladder match against Del Rio. That match was super good. I love yeah. that match. So yeah, I mean it's I mean listen, Christian, Christian definitely did, has a case, yeah. Christian never did any swan dives, but like he's if he's he's got a he's got a resume. Um I'm like just googling through now. I oh yeah, we didn't even mention the in a, the Finn Balor Kevin Owens match and Takeover mm. Brooklyn. I mean there's mm. just That was a banger too. I was there for that. There's just that. so many. Um definitely. definitely Kevin Owens, I say all that to say 
if you haven't, if you didn't watch Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns in that ladder at TLC match tonight, just masterpiece, masterpiece of great baby face. Like how you build a blue. Co- I hate to say blue collar when they really just mean like you know just regular guy. Just <laughs> how to build a regular dude into somebody everybody loves. Like just the fight Owens. Like if you're really trying to get that fight Owens fight stuff over. And he had taken Roman Reigns' biggest shots, and you had to, he had to literally be choked out to stop. Like, you got to kill me to stop me type of stuff. Like, you know, and that's another thing that made the Inferno match so funny because, like, the whole thing was you're going to have to kill me to beat me. And, you know, like, he's not really going to kill you. It's not like they would ever do that in a match. But <laughs> um, with, <laughs> it, was, it was an incredible match there. Like, just Kevin Owens, just so innovative. Um, he's got, like, this weird... He almost has, like, the perfect body for a ladder match, right? Like, he's kind of built stocky, but very agile and could take punishment and give it. And he's very uniquely... He he has very unique offense when it comes to ladder matches. Like, he's just the goods, man. And uh, incredible, incredible match tonight. Uh, And again, what what more can you say about Roman Reigns that, you know, that he's been doing all year? Just killing, killing all all this, this entire year. It's true. It's true. I mean, they both ended up coming out looking way better than when mm-hmm. they went in. I mean, just like way better for having done the match. And that's, I mean, it's, it's impressive. You know I mean? It's, it's, re- it's not, that's not an easy accomplishment. Um, and, and this match in particular, there was just so much that could have gone wrong. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just, I mean, not gone wrong, but there's just, there was so much potential for blah, you know, as if, uh, when Roman Reigns, I mean, the, kind of the problem that they're in right now on both shows is that, but but with Roman Reigns in particular, is that he's such a big star and he's such a great character that we all know we're just biding our time until WrestleMania, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a little bit of that feeling with Drew too. I mean, it's why it was so shocking when Randy held the title for a month and so effective too. But Drew does feel like he hasn't fought, he hasn't even been put in that feud yet, and mm. and that's where he's going to lose the belt. Now that he's gone this long, it feels like, well, he's probably going to get a year. He's going to get the little reset. He's going to get to carry it until the, after the, after quarantine ends and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot, it feels a little bit of a given. And that's, and and when you're able to evoke the kind of tension and passion that they did in that, in that match tonight with Roman Reigns and, and Kevin Owens, it's, it's impressive, impressive stuff. Kevin Owens is just, one of the best in the biz. Like, what a crazy resume he's built for his career, right? Like, Kevin Owens is like already built like a sneaky, a sneaky good like Hall of Fame sort of resume yeah. in like a pretty short amount of time. You know, like came in, was like called his shot against John Cena, <laughs> like, yeah. and now he's like this dude who is, you know. It, Incredible career arc for him. I'm not, I don't know why I'm speaking like this is like his last match or whatever, but I just think, you know, sometimes we don't give people their flowers like as sorry. it's happening. Like people sorry, always this, this just came, like, sorry, this just came across from WWE. Uh, uh, Randy Orton also set Kevin Owens on fire. So that was his last match. I'm sorry. Oh, golly. Damn it. All right. No, it I'm is, just kidding. But the, but yeah, you're right. We should people, we should give people the, the, the credit as it happens. We should like yeah. note when people are doing this shit. Kevin Owens is an MVP. Kevin Owens is. I long, a long time ago on the show we did kind of we did like a fantasy draft mm-hmm. and I put Owens I think was my number two pick mm. and I was and and listen in draft I, I know how the NBA draft works it would be stupid to pick someone at number two that you could probably get at number five but mm-hmm. 
I did I, as a statement. I think it's real. I think he has more talent all around than just about anybody else. And the fact that he went from a guy hosting a comic type talk show to the most legitimate challenger that Roman Reigns could possibly have right now in a matter of weeks is really, really impressive. And he overcame he overcame the odds. He beat two guys to do, to, to lose that in, in, in almost winning that match. It's they can't put this to bed on on, on Friday. This can't no, this can't no, be over. I think, I think I think they still. I think he still rolls. I think uh, this goes into to, to Royal Rumble maybe unless they they pull like an injury angle or something. But uh, he looked too good, man. He looked way too good in this spot, and um, I would hope they would continue this for a little while longer, or maybe add a third component in there because, you know, the out that they had was, you know, Jey Uso keeps getting involved, yada, yada, yada. I think somebody's, I think we're we're, we're staring at a three-way dance or a triple threat match in some way, shape, or form for Royal Rumble. Is that Daniel Bryan? Is that somebody else we're not talking about that could use a, a nice little spit shine? Um, but I do think somebody else gets involved in this. Uh, KO can't, you know, it, it's one thing to for you know the the guy that comes to help you out be your injured brother it's another thing when you you know you're kind of going alone so i think somebody's going to come in and help him out eventually i like but the daniel knows? bryan idea so yeah that, that means listen that was an awesome match uh i'm glad that we talked about it i completely i almost forgot everything that happened before <laughs> the fiend got set on fire yeah. um I'm not sure if anybody remembers that, uh, but The Fiend uh, got set on fire by Randy Orton. It was maybe the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yes. I'm so happy. There have been a lot of people who've been set on fire in pro wrestling rings, but certainly nothing to the extent of we're going to pretend that this, like we're actually going to show a body being burnt to a crisp. Yeah. It's kind of traumatic. Like if I'm a child, I'm like, holy shit. Cookie crisp, <laughs> like like barbecue fiend, like extra crispy. This, uh. so I get a twelve year old and a two year old. I can't imagine having to have like like when the two year olds sit seven or eight or whatever. Imagine having to have. So there's some parents out there who are tr- at the exact same night having to have the Santa conversation with their kids and the is wrestling real conversation with their kid, mm-hmm. like. So, there's some kid out there that is learning tonight that Santa Claus is fake and people don't really get set on fire in WWE because if you have a kid who believes in wrestling, man, you can't just let him go to bed thinking some dude just got set on fire. Even if it's sure the bad you guy, can. you know? Sure you can. We watched, we watched, we watched Tony Stark light himself ablaze for That's true. The, the sake of the universe. We it's see true. people get killed all the time. And yo, wrestling needs more kayfabe murders. All right. I'm all about. Yo, when you got nothing else with somebody, just kill them off. Just kill them off. We know it's fake. We know what we're doing. Just Randy w- Randy Orton's new gimmick should just be the legend burner, and he just like sets people on fire every night. Like that would be fantastic. That's how we write people off for like for vacations. Randy Orton sets them on fire, and then they'll all come back as like fiend cronies. Listen, Word. I don't even know where to go with this. John, do you have anything you want to say? <laughs> no, y'all covered it and got the jokes off, so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> jokes. This is me being dead ass serious. This is this is this, this is the most serious I've ever been to. I don't. This is nuts, man. Oh, what a show! That was, that was really really good. Well, listen, uh, we will. This is probably the only show for the week, uh, unless somebody else gets on set on fire tomorrow night, and we got to get back on to talk about it. 
If we don't talk to you before then, have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, uh, Happy Snow Day, do whatever the hell you want to do. And uh, and we'll see you back here soon. Uh, until then, apologies as always to John Moxley. We'll see you at some point in the indeterminate future, humanoids. Tony Schiavone here on the Mass Man Show. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. 